This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number three here already. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the outdoor show this outdoor show this morning is Jace. And let's head down to Corpus Christi now. Let's see what's up with Captain Cliff Webb this morning. Cliff, good morning. How are you, man? I'm good, Mickey. I'm good. Listen to you guys talk about that weather coming. Looks like you might be getting ready to get something. Yeah, somebody's getting it. It's not getting me, but uh <laughs> boy here at the studio, a lot of lightning and wind, but no rain. Yeah, time. they're talking about us getting something on Tuesday. I hope they're right because, you know, we could use another round. We had that five and a half inches a couple of weeks ago here, and boy, it helped us. But you guys didn't get much of that. I'd give my right arm for five inches right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, almost. Well, I was, uh, <laughs> Maybe I'm a pinky. I'll give a pinky. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, buddy. That's it, man. I, I, uh, I talked to Robin yesterday, the first time I've talked to him since the hurricane lives in that Mabel over there in Florida where that hurricane went right through him there, you know. And oh, boy. He was telling me what it did over there. You know, he's got a, a lot of acres there. It took down all of his trees. Those trees, he said, he could take five guys and put their arms together. You couldn't get around those trees, those big redwoods, and it took them all down, hundreds of them. He wow. said it just changed the whole landscape of the area, <clears throat> all those big trees knocked down. And, and it's, this is typical of Robin. You know, he's a big hunting fishing machine. He goes, he said the worst thing happened. He said the big tree fell on my deer cooler. <laughs> he said, you know, that was the worst thing. He lost his deer cooler. You oh, know, so. no. And then he had a, a big tree fall on one of his fences on his high fence where his big bucks are. He's worried about that. But didn't lose the house, but lost a lot of those stuff. It took him four days to get in there from the trees to get to his house. Had to cut in small of fall. Had to get bulldozers in there. But, man, you know, if that thing would have went a little bit west or east and – it'd been a lot more populated. It did a lot of damage oh, to nature, yeah. but it, did it, it, that, it was 140 something mile an hour winds where he was at. So yeah, it, it was cooking. That was, that he said was it was, it was a Katrina. He said it was a Katrina. So he's a, uh, he's, he's shaking up, but he's coming back. So bass assassin got a pretty good hit there, man. My boys there. Mm. Yeah. That's, they're good people, man. They are, man. Hunting fishing machines, you know? Yeah. That's, but uh, yeah, our weather's alive. Just, yes. Yes. And, uh, we're going to have a little bit of a window before we get that uh, that stuff coming in. I'm going to try to fish the beachfront. I haven't been able to do anything this last week. I had some stitches in the in the shoulder area where I can't shoot or, or cast. It's well, just that's been not killing worth me. a darn. What, what's what's mean, the deal my, with that? How you know, you just, just don't – I see the dermatologist. Just don't go, no. <laughs> no, seriously. My dad, he stayed away from him. He made it to 93. He didn't die from skin cancer. 
<laughs> what you it mean? It just whack? depends on what it is. I mean, he just had he just yeah. he'd, he'd take his pocket knife out and whittle them off his hand and oh, scrape yeah. them off. I know. Going, man, anyway, these old timers, they're they're, they're crusty. I know they're tough, man. I'm tough. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna cut loose today. I, I didn't get the bird on yet. I got thousands of white wing in our place, you know, like I did last weekend. But man, See, I got so Blaine lost last all of his white wings. Huh? They're over. Hey, we've got them. You know, this is what you know, happened with that rain place, and so. everything. After all yeah. that rain, he lost them. He said, "I know they didn't go far." And uh, mm-hmm. I said, "Well, I think your old buddy Cliff's got them." Yes, sir. <laughs> I do. You know, we're over his way. They are loaded. I've only got I got like three thousand acres there by Alice. You know, and uh, all those those city I call them city birds. They live in Alice city limits, right. and they feed around. They come to our water hole. But as soon as we start shooting at them, they stay in the city limits. So they may not be as many this weekend. I hadn't talked to anybody, but. Uh, Gonna go try to yeah, walk the beast today. Numbers anyway. Oh yeah, there and I think the record season opens on Thursday, so right you know, there'll be some one and does and stuff. But our beaches has been awesome. I haven't been having to watch everybody at fish. I watched my wife catch a monster bluefish uh, since I talked to you last. She was uh, had a spinning rod on the truck. Of course, we're walking, and I said, "Make a couple casts." She threw a double D out there, that big one, that big double D. Uh-huh. Cranked it about two times. I know this. Bluefish weighed eight pounds. I've never seen that's one a, this that's big. That's a good one. 30, 30 something inch bluefish. The only fish yeah, we caught here, here one you know, cast. Texas, that, that's a good yeah, one. You know, they catch one, them bigger up on the East Coast, but mm-hmm. hey, for here, that's a good one. Yeah. Did that. So uh, maybe today I'm going to pick up a rod, see how it feels. But uh, looking forward to this. We got some trips coming up this week. And, you know, this is this is what's happening this time of year. I love this time of year. I look back and just guarantee records and what's going on now. So this is the last big tournament of the year right now, the Haney tournament, which is great boats and all the owners hey own them owners tournaments today mm-hmm. so there's probably 200 boats so after this tournament it slacks way off till you know january february so our shorelines are able to come back you know we get all the people you know looking for fish running up down the shoreline it kind of calms them down and lets our fish build up in, in a lot of the bait patterns and what we look for now is size of bait so you have all this bait migration well you know the fish are going to follow a certain size of bait they want a certain size like those small mullet and smaller stuff and You'll find these big schools of big mullet. There's some, there's some fish under the big mullet, but when you find those little round pods of finger mullet and shad moving down the, the side yeah. of the shoreline and stuff, that's what we're targeting. And uh, and it's just really keeping up with the bait. And the days in the morning is so important this time of year to get out when it's calm in the morning to, to be able to locate your bait because once you locate your bait, it's game over. You know, but if you if you mess around, you know, get out at 9 or 10 o'clock, winds up, you really can't see the, the schools of bait or especially if the water's dirty you kind of miss it. So this time of year, I like to be out there right at daylight to kind of see what's going on on that first light. But uh, we're coming into some great time of year, Mickey. I know that you're excited about it because this is this is our time right now, getting getting rid of all that heat. Man. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's hard on old people. <laughs> you know, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the older I get, the worse the heat affects me, you know. It does, man. And it uh don't get that stuff it's been going around you know i hadn't i hadn't been the same since i mean i feel fine and everything i just don't have any any strength or energy you know i get uh-huh. outside in the heat and get to working around the house and the yard and everything and it's just man i'm going man I'm oh so man drained. i know there's a lot of that going around I sit in the doctor's office you know waiting for waiting for stuff and I'm sitting in the doctor's office, kids come in, he's got fever, he's coughing and stuff, and the nurse says, hey, would you put a mask? I I don't believe in masks. So he sat there, he sat there in the waiting room and coughed in front of everybody, didn't even care, his iPhone, you know. And it's just amazing, he said, no, I don't wear a mask, he's got the COVID, so he's sitting in the waiting room with everybody in there, it's just like nuts, you know, so 
anyway, I haven't had it. I hope I don't get it. So anyway, we'll see. It's all don't good. get it. It's not fun. I know, Mickey, you're down you hard. just feel like a truck ran over you. Mm-hmm. I think but it's you may have had that, that earlier. It makes you feel like that, you know. I remember a couple of years ago, Mickey, was during the winter, you had something that was really bad like that. When it first came out, you thought you might have had it. No, that was, that was, uh, that was a, I called it its fishing show that uh, mm-hmm. yeah. early spring, you know, when the rodeo was going. That's when they shut the rodeo right. down because of it. We didn't know what it was <clears throat> yeah. back then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had a, we heard all these, you know, rumors. I, you know, it's COVID 19 or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, but uh, we got over it. <laughs> you know, I was sitting there thinking about all the teal, uh, James talking about all the teal coming across the Gulf. This is a time of year that you can watch. You can be on the beach and just watch these big flocks of teal. Mm-hmm. And back when I was a kid, all my relatives live on the Guadalupe River there at Tabola at, uh, at 35 back in the Cushman Marsh. And all that Guadalupe River dumped in the Cushman Marsh in there. And that was all my, my kinfolk's land. And so we take a little 14-foot skiff and, and run through up the river and pull right. our skiff over the hump there and get back in those big marshes, those big cane-filled marshes, and just thousands and thousands of teal. And, but there was no dry land. There was no, unless you hunted out of the boat, there's no nothing there. So I remember we'd put on our waders, put on a green shirt and just, just stand in water about waist deep in those canes. And those teal, those teal were just, just 90 miles an hour. Just, and we'd shoot them and shoot mm-hmm. them and shoot them. You know, that was just some of the best teal hunting I've ever seen in my life. You know, just, uh, I have memories of that in my life. And, and that is really the only duck I really like to eat, Mickey. There's something about oh, those I teal. Love teal. Uh, I do too, man. They're they're my favorites. And, if I'm a duck, and you eater, know that's what I'm eating. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know Mike Herring's in the blind right now. <laughs> oh, you know he is. Hey, what do you want to bet? Our buddy's in the blind right now, Mister Mister Hunter. I'll go a hundred on that one. That's uh, yeah. I'll go. Uh, he's he's in the blind, you know. Oh yeah. He's, I think uh, last year he hunt every day of teal season. That's typical, Mike. Man, he's probably shooting think, a four ten. I think you know? he yeah. I think he likes working a dog more than anything, man. He's in the he, yeah. He breeds some good dogs. Big time. Yeah, I've got his dogs. I've got his. Don't you? Oh yes, I do. Yes, I do. She's something else, man. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about our bird season. We got you know tons of birds. I don't know what's going to happen. And this is what happens in our area in South Texas. As soon as we get this little cold front, we'll get some of those northern birds. We'll really see what we have. But the rain, long-tailed, long-tailed morning doves. Yeah. And I hope they don't leave Blaine's because Blaine did have a lot of birds last year, man. Well, he he said he had a ton of morning doves, but the white wings, yeah. you know, they were down there doing all that work, and they were looking forward to having some good white wing shoots in the afternoons, you know, when it was mm-hmm. open. And, uh, I mean, they killed some birds. But he said it was, it was so unbelievable before that that it would have taken five minutes to get a limit. But yeah, that's what happened at our place. So my, my wife sat in the truck, and my truck has like a 30-minute idle time or 15, 30-minute idle time. So I says, well, you sit in the truck. I know it's hot. It says, when the truck turns off, I leave. I had my limit time the truck turned off. It was pretty good. <laughs> that's my 20 gauge. I had my 15 birds, and the truck was still running. I go, well, they're pretty thick, you know? Yeah, they are. That's pretty quick. Pretty thick yeah, and pretty cool. quick, man. Yeah, that's good <laughs> stuff, man. Okay. Yeah. Have you? I, I was listening to James on the tarpon. So, we we our guys here are catching more tarpon we've ever seen. I've never seen so many tarpon. God, oh my. that's what I'm hearing. They're they're thick down your way, man. Oh my God! You know, I haven't been able to I haven't been able to do nothing with my shoulder. But today, I might make a little side armor. You know, <laughs> little side arm slinging and flinging. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to keep that rod and, and gun out of my hand, man. Jesus, you know. 
I know poor old Richard, the fish dude, he's going through all that. He had that hip replacement. It's just killing him not to be able to crawl oh. in and out of a boat right now. But he's getting close. He's rehabbing real good. He's coming through with flying colors. Yeah, they, he's a younger man, too. That helps. So hip, they say the hips aren't that bad, so that's good. I don't know. Richard's up there pretty good. I don't know. He's he's younger than us, but he's uh, he <laughs> Everybody's younger than us. Hey, that guy's got some miles on him, man. Yes, sir. I feel the same way. Uh, and we don't. Look at my, <laughs> yeah, like we don't have any miles on us. God almighty, man. What you know, my grandson, I, I went and got him something out of the fridge the other day, and uh, he's walking behind me, and he goes, he calls me Papa. He said, Papa, you're slow, man. Get out of my way. <laughs> I said, who are you to tell me? Get out of my way. Go around me. You know, he's always talking about you're yeah. slow. Yeah, I, I got that from the granddaughter a while back. My my wife, she's a very, I say she's a very cautious driver. She drives real, she never had a ticket. She drives perfect, you know, real slow and easy. My kids, my grandkids always driving with her. Then my granddaughter says, you know, you know, my mom's car is a lot faster than yours. <laughs> <laughs> tells her mom, tells my, tells my wife, you know, grandma, my mom's car is a lot faster than yours. <laughs> you know? Anyway. She I just got a text from old uh, Craig in G-Town. He said he was headed to Dallas. He just went over the causeway. He said he had to turn around and go back to Galveston. He said the weather's really bad down there. Man, that's something. they need the rain. They need it. Yeah, you know? Sharky won't be heading out this morning. Yeah, I feel sorry for the Gulf guys. But they've they, they got the huge tournament today. There's over 200 boats in this tournament, the Haney's tournament today. So hopefully everybody get their, their day in, you know, get it all done. What are they running out of? Uh, 37 I, I didn't see where they're running out of the, i didn't look this year i've been so busy with other stuff but I'm not sure yeah. where they're leaving from this, this time uh but it's a really neat time he gives away a boat and motor you know it's pretty amazing yeah that's that's pretty so, awesome yeah you give away a hundred thousand dollar boat you know he does it every year but uh man those haneys are something else those great boats i've loved mine i just really enjoy it i finally got it mickey just where i want it just everything just right on it you know and and I'm just ready for the season. It's, I'm, I'm looking for a really good season. He, they brought the limit back, you know, to five, and we're seeing a lot of fish on the table, you know, but uh, oh, we're hoping that the time that they did it, you know, at the, at the end of the year, it saved a lot of fish because we're going to that better time of year where, you know, the tourist people aren't coming down from, you know, San Antonio stuff. Want their, yeah, we still got trout spawning right now. You know, our yeah, trout sure still do. dumping sure. eggs. So it's it's looking good here. I'm looking for a fantastic fall. Just can't wait, man. Just give us, just let us have a little bit of water temperature drop. There's two or three degrees, and let this bait ball up. You know where they get yeah. these fish schooled back up. Just like when I took you that time when those big migrations of those trout will come down the shoreline. That's that's oh, easy yeah. pickings. <laughs> buddy, hang on, Cliff. Let me knock this break out. I'll be right, right back, buddy. bud. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. Man, some people are getting some really much-needed rain. That's uh, that's good. Send me some, please. Mm. All right, let's go back to Cliff Webb down in Corpus, where it's we know it's not raining down there. All right, Cliff, <laughs> I go. back, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to see anything till Tuesday here, they say. Anyway, of course, they don't right. get it right, but. We'll see, but uh, yeah, it's pretty dry around your house. Evidently, you were talking about he hasn't cracked yeah, the ground, so it's pathetic. It's messed up, man. God Almighty! But you know, this is—I love this time of year. That this is so many things going on. It seems like October and May are those two magic months in South Texas. You know that. So we're getting all that bait leaving and bunching up, and then we got the bird hunting, the teal hunting, kind of all together. Then you know, in May, you're excited about getting ready to fish the surf. You're getting ready to fish Laguna Madre and all that. So these. These two months coming up, October down here is just Katie bar the door for fishing, you know, and so, yeah. and I love it when everybody starts filling up all the deer feeders because there's just they just forget about Laguna Madre. They put their boat and they good <laughs> they turn turn the perco off. They don't turn it back on till spring, you know. I love it. A lot of them now. You got we got our hardcore winter fishermen, but in general, you know, our general bay system is, is shutting down now, so it, it's good. Well, and it takes pressure off those shorelines and let those fish regroup and get comfortable and yeah. settle in. And I mean, it just, yeah. you know, people don't realize what boat traffic, how it affects these fish and the way they're, you know, it, it messes everything up for them. They want to be uh-huh. somewhere, but they can't because everybody keeps running props over the top of them. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I've learned how I've, learned, I've watched how everything adapt to it. It's just amazing how things have adapted. And, and uh, I've, I've learned to fish the nicks and turns where, like where some structure is where they have to turn out from the shoreline. You know, mm-hmm. I learned that those are the sweet spots now. Used to the sweet spots used to be the low spots in the sand or, you know, a shell bottom or something. Now the sweet spots are where people can't burn it. There's a lot of areas that we have pipes and bricks and stuff that people have put down, which is sad, but they've done it. It's just amazing what people do. It's just like, God, you're crazy. Had this one guy put a bunch of cinder blocks down in front of his cabin. Those people were running too close to it. You know, I just, man, I told him, look, you're going to kill somebody over somebody running too close to your cabin, really? We had a heart-to-heart talk. Yeah, <laughs> he took him up, thank God, because you can't hurt no. What if there's a kid sitting in front of a boat and you knock him out? I mean, come on, man. This is fish. Yeah, it's not, that's uh, people are. You can't do that. Uh, they don't use their heads, that. man. They're no, just, you can't do that. You can't get angry at somebody. There's a lot of people. They're greedy. That's greed. That water's that, not man. theirs. Just, I mean, well, they're lucky you just to have can't a cabin out there. You know, that belongs to all of us, the state. You, know, you, you can't do that, man. You you don't need to be pushing up sticks. When somebody finds a rock or 
or find some structure and puts a white PVC pipe in. Don't go pull it up and hit your GPS or you're the only one that knows where it's at. There's a lot of people out there, mom and pop out there that have the older boats don't have GPSs and they've run that shoreline and they want those pipes up there. You know, they need it. So just, you know, leave the bay as you found it. Just come in there and, and just, just don't, don't try to improve. Don't try to you know, improve things. <laughs> Let crazy? Mother Nature do it. You know, it's just it's crazy, but it's all good, Mickey. We got our water bags, so I'm seeing a lot less boats running around there for a while. It was like, God, look at that boat. You know, it was that uh, one picture sort of, you sent me. They're going to have to wait till a hurricane comes to get that boat out of there. <laughs> yeah, you need to bring some How does somebody do that? <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the trench he dug with the prop? I, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I you see the, the uh, see the both footprints in the mud leaving yeah. the boat coming back towards the water. <laughs> I'm going, oh boy, that wasn't a good hike. Yeah, I hope he wasn't with somebody, man. Yeah, yeah. I hope nobody got. You know, my trick is I zoomed in and looked, see if there was a a human body imprint in the mud, but I didn't see any. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see no face plants in front of the boat. No face yeah. plants or you know backside <laughs> slides or any of that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. I, I know. This is almost like you need to bring some palm leaves, make a duck blind out of it, because I don't think he'll. I don't know how he got that boat out. He's plant some... flowers and brush around that, and just uh, yeah. duck hunt out of it. Yeah, hundred thousand dollar boat sitting there, run aground, and just high and dry, buddy. You know, when I first started learning the bay, Mickey, we ran those shallow running boats simply because we could run around the rocks and the shoreline, and we could run really shallow and stand on the console, drive with our foot, do all that crazy stuff like we used to look for fish, but my trick was is run my jack plate halfway down and only a half a trim and when i start sticking and sputtering and stuff yeah. i'm jacking and turning i'm jacking and turning to making a year spin her you around know? and get out of there yes sir get out That's of there smart. and then you go oh yeah i can't go there you know so you know you kind of learn like that instead of going well let's just keep pushing it patient well we're still going keep going well you know it's probably not a good idea sooner or later you're going down you're going and, down uh, buddy but and man if you're jacked all the way up and trimmed up you're and you're yeah. on the ground. You're in trouble. <laughs> you're done. I, yeah, it's amazing where these these boats run, but they do have to have some water. You know, unless it's an airboat, they've got to have some water. True. That's, and, uh, you know that that's, that's, that picture you sent me. That kind of gave reminded me of that. It had that low tide nine mile hole look. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, a nine mile hole sunk a bunch of people. I can't tell you the story that people get stuck back there and have to walk all the way to the land cut and wait on a barge to come by to get a radio mm-hmm. to get help. You know, that happened in the old days. The commercial fishermen would go in there and shoot. The, what would happen is once the, once it was sealed in and closed off, the dead man hole area and all the area, the, the fish couldn't get out of there. And the commercial guys are going with their gigs and bows and arrows because the fish lost their eyeballs. You know, they, they, they were so shallow and stuff. So the parts and wildlife, and they would go back in there, tide fall a little bit, and they could, they'd have all these big stringers of fish, and they couldn't get them out in the boat and get out. You know, and so oh, they would have to drag those fish over the spoil island to another boat, get them out of there and wait for the tide to come back up to go get their other boat out. So a lot of them would Good walk in Lord. from the land cut. They got smart and just walk in from the land cut. But, yeah. You know, you really got to want it pretty bad to go through all them horse flies and all that stuff in the land no, cut. That's, that's be tough no, right thanks. There, buddy. You can have but, that. But this 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 is a time of year when, like I said, that water turn starts dropping, Mickey, our top water bite suspension baits are getting ready to go off i just i just can't wait yeah i was gonna ask you that what's your uh your go-to baits coming up you know like october fishing what what do you uh i mean i love to locate stuff with top water in the morning i'll get out there and find my bait if even if i start get i don't get them on top water i'm getting blow-ups and stuff i know they're there 
and they love sub 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 you know something just sub underwater like a foot of sub sunk mm -hmm. like a foot like a like a corky or a double d or something and you twitch it stop and it starts floating up they just smoke it and what happens later on the year once the dust come in they start pulling up the grass and it fears with some of your top water because there's so much floating grass so you got about two months of really good top water without fighting the grass right now and right. then when all the dust come in start pulling the grass off the bottom eating the seed off the grass will come to the top then you'll have a, a more of a plastic bite but uh you know the double d you can't go wrong you know with the double d and, and the little john like the purple little john with a white tail your bait this time of year is dead oh howdy uh-huh you know but uh, that's a critter getter <laughs> it is buddy and i'm gonna throw one today in the surf see if i can get one of my shoulder let me i want to chunk a little bit one in the surf but uh I had a guy send me a text a couple of weeks ago. He got in the Galveston surf, and he said, I was getting some bites and catching a fish here and there. And he said, man, it was the water was real clear, and it was sunny. And he put that purple with a white tip on it that he had dipped himself, and he said he couldn't get it back. He said, you and Cliff are right. He said, that bait's nasty. <laughs> yeah, that kind of company, that white tip company. I was always using purple. Then that guy came from Galveston and said, this is Mickey special, and he had a white and they smoked it man oh man. i got you got, I got some guys hey you don't go guys. purple you got to have a little white in there man it just yeah. uh you know it's like the old days when we threw kelly wiggler shrimp tails you mm -hmm. know the strawberry with a white tail that was always really good but when he oh, came yeah. out with a plum you know with that blue glitter and stuff in it oh i remember that yeah. with a white tail hey yeah, i didn't even throw strawberry anymore i went straight plum and uh, then he came out with the electric blue with a white tip. We call those mm -hmm. cool tips. That was a, that yeah. was an unbelievably nasty bait <clears throat> in Trinity Bay. I know, but Hoagie the, came out with back one. Back in the 80s. Hoagie, yeah. Hoagie had that yeah. red one with a, with a pink, bright pink tail. Right. And uh, Doug and I would buy 50-pound boxes of, like, nails. <clears throat> they shipped them to our door. And they were all bent up in the box, all curled up and bent up. And so the first thing you do was get all the straight ones out, that the really good ones, you know, and then the right. bent ones, you, you laid out, you laid out on the sun, and so they straighten up. But those things were just incredible. And I think about how heavy a lead head we used back then, Mickey. We're using, you know, one ounce, just giant lead heads on the drop offs. And now I'm thinking about how many fish took the use from those giant lead heads we were using. Like, well, you know, what were we thinking? You know? But anyway, it's kind of the way. That's all they had. They had the big old gumballs. There wasn't a lot of light lead heads around, you know. No, there wasn't. I mean, it, a quarter was a light head back then. Yeah, it was weird. And I, I remember just hooking those big fish and just watching, you know, jumping out of the water and doing that big head shake and thumping those things out. They too much weight on the hook. They'd sling it, you know. Now this, those light lead heads just stick like a piece of gum in the side of their jaw. And they, don't, they don't throw it, you know. <laughs> just, of course, I ain't got those many big fish, but it's all working out. That's all good. Hey, remember that ugly shrimp tail way back in the day? We called it candy corn. Remember, it was a yellow yeah. shrimp tail <laughs> with that old orange tip on it. That was hey, ugly, one, wasn't it? It was ugly, but one year on the wells, in Trinity Bay, I mean, that was the color. I don't know what they thought it was. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't get it, but it was, it was awesome. Yeah, that's neat. Well, when's the last time you saw apple green? So in this time yeah, of year, the muckleberry and chatter out, they would all throw apple green. And I would look at that bait and all the, everybody in Laguna Madre on their console was apple green plastics. I haven't seen apple <laughs> green and I don't know when. Maybe we're to throw one, Mickey, you know? Well, true. Yeah. It doesn't hurt yeah, to go back now. to old school sometimes. It still yeah. works. It does. You know, it worked for a reason. But I'm going to have to dig around and see if I have any more of that stuff. But it's fun to go back and throw the old stuff. 
you know. Well, we called the, you know, that purplish bait back in the day. We called that Jimi Hendrix purple haze. And then you had the uh, the old uh, Hollywood root beer. Remember the root beer glitter with that oh, gold yeah. glitter and oh, yeah. fire tail oh, on it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's funny smoke. how shrimp tails. Look yep. at smoke, how good that was, that kind of, uh, you know, dark gray incandescent look with that uh, chartreuse tail on it. My goodness. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many big trout I caught off that bait right there. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how, you know, you go through phases of baits and, you know, what I'm doing now is I'm putting little boxes of the old stuff away, my cabinet, the old, old, old stuff, just keeping, because, you know, you get, get keeping too much stuff. I just want to keep a little bit to let my grandson know this is what we did, you know, right. back when grandpa was fishing back in the old days, you know, so it's kind of neat because that stuff's going away. There's no telling, just think what's going to happen 10 years from now. The stuff we're fishing with now is going to be, you know, obsolete. It'll be obsolete again. Sure. Yeah. You know, so kind of cool to keep it all, but. Going to hit that surf a little. I'm not trying not to cast, but I might break today and make a few casts because I'm yeah, not going to be able to burn. Eyeball it. You'll be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, the I'm <laughs> Read the water cliff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Read I'm the a, water I'm and a, decide whether you want to tear yourself up or not. <laughs> I'm going to be careful, man. I'll be careful. But looking forward to this week. Got some good guys coming this week. Some real hardcore fishermen this week. So I'll give you a good report next week and get back in the saddle. But you know, this is not my timing. This is I'm just went past my dead time. This. You know, my guys just don't like to fish this hot summer. My guys are no, older and it's kind of a tourist here. deal, you know, it's kind of, it's okay. But my, my hardcore guys are coming. They're, they're coming back. We're getting ready to take over Laguna Madre. We're getting ready to, it's going to be ours again. You know, we kind of give it to the tourists in the summer and the tournament fishermen, but the fall and the winter, it's the old, the old trout fishermen come back, you know. Licking your just Give us some room. <laughs> give yes, us some uh, room. You know? I heard that, brother. All right, Cliff. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming down this fall and winter and fishing with you, give them a number, man. All right, Mickey. Merico, 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. Hey, you got it, my friend. Hey, always a pleasure. I'll talk to you next week, Cliff. See you, buddy. All right, Bubba. Thanks, man. All right, later. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. What a great place to shop and have all your processing needs done. You know, with deer season right around the corner, Always think of the Belleville Meat Market. Nobody does a finer job on all of your processing needs. And they're easy to find. They're a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Go downtown, look for the big white sign, pull in, and uh, check it out firsthand. And uh, always at the Belleville Meat Market, year-round, fresh ground beef, just three fifty-nine a pound when you buy it in bulk, 10 pounds or more. And... When you're there to get barbecue or what have you, check out their homemade hot dogs. They have original and hot dogs with cheddar cheese. And they're introducing their prepackaged seasoned beef fajitas and seasoned chicken fajitas and their pork pastor. And uh, they were closed uh, this past Memorial Day, but they're in full swing now. And uh, they're resuming normal business hours at the Belleville Meat Market. Nothing like it. Check it out. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria, don't you know I've come along? Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already. 638 here in the Bayou City on this Saturday morning. Uh, some of you folks out there in the listening area are getting a lot of much-needed rain this morning. That's good to hear. Let's go up to Lake Livingston, Penwall Campground and Marina, and let's check in with Harry Detad, see if he's gotten any rain this morning. Good morning, Harry. What's up? Hi there, Mickey. Well, it's uh, we've gotten some rain. You know, it started here probably, uh, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half ago. A lot, a, lot, a lot of thunder, lightning, and we had a little wind along with it. But so far, I think we've it, it's... Looked real good, but I think we've only had about maybe a half inch of rain. Yeah, that'll but, wet the uh, dust down. It, it'll wet the dust. It's more than what we had the day before yesterday, and I guarantee you. Uh, but, but it sure did look favorable. It, it still, if you look at the radar, we're still setting in. We're setting in the zone, you might say. Maybe we'll get after a little while. I hope we do. But uh, maybe so. Uh, we Louisiana's again been getting plenty the last couple of days. Yes, we need we need some up here on Lake Livingston. I guarantee you, it's uh, everything's bone dry up here. It, it really is. How low are you up there, the lake? Uh, you know, Mickey, we're probably about <clears throat> probably uh, we're right at maybe thirty-seven, thirty-eight inches uh, low, and uh, I, th- I think they give it like one twenty-eight, fourteen, something like that. Mm. One twenty-eight would be three foot thirty-six, and then fourteen right. would be inch or so so that's that's about where we're at and uh, the release is somewhere around uh, 1800 cubic feet a second and uh but you know if you look going up river at all the gauging stations boy there's <clears throat> there's not a lot of water coming down you know maybe 600 650 cubic feet a second. yeah that's a trickle man that's a trickle it's not it's not good but this little old rain that we had you know it'll It'll pep the grass up a little bit. I guarantee you all the grass is just uh, completely browned. It looks like shredded wheat laying out there. I mean, <laughs> it does. It's terrible. I mean, it's a tinderbox. Oh, lands! I tell you what. Yeah, I was uh, talking to several of the guys last weekend they was in, you know, and, and normally last weekend was uh, first that first day they'd go out to their deer lease and start mowing right aways and stuff like that, but but uh, at least the guys that I talked to, they couldn't get in on their leases because of a, a fire hazard. And, I mean, that that's certainly understandable. I mean, you know, you, you know, everything's dry. Take one spark and it just light everything up. So no uh, doubt. They, some of them could get into their camp, but but anything that would start a fire, strike a match or anything, you just couldn't, you couldn't do it. I mean, and it's that's a decent uh, safety precaution because I guarantee you, I mean, you can walk through these woods out here and, and you know, instead of 
you just hear a nice crunching sound. I mean, it's just dead grass and leaves that you're stepping on. So, but you know, it'll uh, maybe we'll go to getting a little bit of rain. I mean, actually, this is the first rain that we've had, and I don't know when. Maybe maybe a long time. Yeah, we just haven't. We didn't. We hadn't even had a decent shower, but we kind of got one today, and hopefully we uh, we've got. Uh, a little more chances later on today. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get a little bit more. I hope we do. But uh, you know, Livingston's uh, uh, you know they're still catching some nice white bass. I, I'm seeing them come in. Uh, fishing pressure is really really low. Uh, the lake's low. Uh, you know, as far as getting on the lake, you can uh, pinwa. Our ramps are, are running wide open. Uh, we don't have any trouble uh, launching a boat or anything here at Pinwa. So. Anyway, that's uh, that that helps us a little bit, but you know, there's get right down to it. There's uh, not that many boats to launch. I think you can launch a boat down at Beacon Bay, and uh, I know you can here at Pinwa. And I think I think that's just about it. I, I think that's the only two places you can get on the get yeah. on the water. And I don't know. I run my boat down the. Uh, channel there uh, the other day and, and I still had about six, six and a half foot of water in the, in the creek channel so that's that's plenty enough to get a, get a boat out if there is so, so anyway that's the that's the best we can do and all, I mean uh, it sure is but uh, now, the, you know, if the person just wanted to do something, you know, Mickey now's a, uh, not right now if, if we roll on another week or so, when we hit about Come and get on the water. It's a heck of a good time to to really learn what you need to know about Lake Livingston because when it hits that four foot mark, I mean things are really pretty bad right now. But when it hits that four foot mark, things really you really can really tell. Out. Yeah, you can really, really look really, it over, and you can look it over. And and once you see it, you know you're not going to forget it. I mean, no. Nope. Uh, it gives you a good picture in your mind of where you should be and where you should not be, and also, you know, it's a, uh, it can be in a way that's pretty helpful if if you run Livingston a lot. You know, me, I mean, for all these years, you know, I, I just, uh, I just run the channels and I can go up and down this lake anytime I want and without any any problem. I mean, I just keep it in the channel, and then when I've got to go go off or outside of the channel, you know. Unless I know exactly where I'm going, I just ease off and, and just take it easy, you know, and, and uh, use a little little common sense and get around just fine. But uh, but well, I guarantee you, we keep this weather pattern going. It won't take long to get it to four feet, especially when you're letting out three times more than you're taking in. So <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> you know, you're it's, good it's math, not far away, know. brother. <laughs> it don't take a wizard to do the math on that one. It sure doesn't. I mean, it, that isn't rocket science work. I guarantee you. <laughs> <No. laughs> it's it's pretty. I mean, oh, just plain old uh, uh, woodsy pie, uh, 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 guy can figure that out. I mean, it uh, it just doesn't take a whole lot of. It's <laughs> not a lot of complication there. I mean, you can just say you can almost you you can't, but you can say you can almost see it going down. You know, I mean, but. Uh, yeah, that's, but that's the way it is, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, we've seen it down before. I mean, uh, and and tell you the truth, Mickey, I've seen it come up overnight. You know, I mean, 
it doesn't. If we go to getting rain, it doesn't take long for Livingston to fill up. It's it's not a no. It's it's, uh, it's a, in a good watershed. There's a lot of miles coming down to it and all around it, and it, uh, boy, <laughs> it can come up you in a heartbeat. One, one thing, Mickey. I mean, uh, if, if you think better, you know, I mean, the lake is is down, you know, but but all the all the sandy beans and stuff grow up in all the bare areas and stuff, and and if it stayed down till uh, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, February, mm-hmm. and then fill back up, it'd flood all those seeding beans and stuff, and it sure does make some good ha- habitat for fish to get into and spawn. Oh yeah, so there's all that fresh new vegetation. Hey, that's uh, they beg for that at Conroe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, ever uh, far as living. You know, every, every little bit helps. You know, and uh, you know, and and no, you know, but you know, the the, uh, the season is over right now. I mean, it's it's. I mean, we're past Labor Day. School starting. We got deer hunting starting. You know, I mean, so the same people that fish all the time, they're getting ready for go to deer season, and uh, that's just that's just the way East Texas operates. So. If, we happen to stay low, and we still this warm weather, and get some weeds and and sini beans and stuff growing up around the edges of the bank. You know, when it does fill up, it provides some really really good habitat for fish to get into and spawn. So, you know, we saw that happen. You know, the year they lowered the 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 lake because of the hurricane, hurricane Rita. Yeah, uh, Rita. And you know the lake. We had the lake low. It, it, they took it down to four foot overnight, and uh, to kind of save save a lot of damage. And, and uh, you know, like Kickapoo, it grew up and it had senior beans. It looked like a senior bean field, and a lot of other places did. But when this lake filled, it, it, it filled right before the spawn. And I mean, those fish could get in there and they could spawn. We had. That was the probably that was probably the best restocking program we ever had. I mean, yeah. and we ain't really had a restocking program, but that that really helped us more than anything because we really had some really nice uh, uh, crappie fishing and stuff like that for at least the next three or four years. It yeah, made, y'all did. It made a, lot, it made made a, a lot big difference, didn't it? Difference. So, you know what? That wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, I mean, you might as well say the party's over for this year, and uh, we got. Just look forward to next year, and, and maybe maybe it'll it'll uh, turn in our favor, and, and we'll get some we'll get some good out of it. But and then also, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, people really don't think about it. Uh, you take uh, several feet of water out of this lake over the winter time. Guess what? Your bulkheads don't get beat up as bad as nothing. You know, and if you're going to lose a bulkhead up there on the lake, it's going to be on one of these wintertime storms. It's just going to beat the hound out of it. And, you can watch your life and your checkbook just float before your eyes, you know. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to replace it. But uh, uh, dropping the water down through the winter is not a, not a bad deal as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it, uh, it'll, uh, it, it sure saves those big old waves and stuff just pounding the heck out of your, out of your bulkhead and your boathouses and everything else. So, anyway, it'll... Everything will work out all right. I mean, it's just the way it's meant to happen. But uh, uh, right now, you know, I mean, we're right. We're my thermometer outside. It said we were 72 degrees up here. It really feels nice. 
Yeah, the uh, rain's cooling things off around the state real good in our area. So that's that's one it. nice thing. Even if you didn't get any rain, you got some cooler temperatures anyway. Well, I tell you what, yeah, uh, you know, even when the temperatures drop below 100, it feels a lot better. But, you know, when they're cooking up around 100 and 102 or 3 or 4 or whatever, you know, I mean, it's when you walk outside, it's like walking into a, to a blast furnace, you know. I mean, it's hot and all that, I mean. It's hard to hard to really get a whole lot done, you know. You just kind of go through the motions and do what you got to do, and and uh, right. let the rest of it's gotta gotta wait. You know, it's just too hot. Unless you, you know, if you get up early in the morning and and go to about maybe lunchtime, you can get a lot of stuff done there. But uh, uh, you can't wait around to ten o'clock and go to lunchtime and get a lot of stuff. <laughs> you have to get it faster. <laughs> oh. yeah. but anyway, it's. Uh, you know, it's it's a pretty quiet morning up here this morning. Uh, uh, really, I hadn't there hadn't been a boat to come in or nothing. I mean, I mean, and why, crazy. Why would it's a Saturday morning and not a boat. That's yeah, crazy. Not a boat. I mean, yeah, yeah, not a boat at all. You know, I mean, but you know, I mean, there's a there's a there's several there's several things saying no, don't do it today. <laughs> you know, so that's. That's just the way it is. What's your uh, fuel prices up there now? Uh, on uh, 93, uh, 93 octane uh, uh, non-ethanol fuel with stabilizer in it. When I, I've already stabilized our fuel for the season. I do right. that every year because, you know, I stabilize it, you know, because at Labor Day people will fill their boats up and they run their boats and stuff like that. And, and, and then they put them sit. up and set them, let them sit till second week of june you know or and then they say oh you're rotten old fuel well it ain't my rotten old fuel you didn't do nothing to your boat so so i just uh years ago i just started uh stabilizing fuel and i i use startron i I guarantee that startron is worth the chips that's what i've always used good old startron it's always done me right it does good and and i never have any complaints in the spring about their boat you know, uh, get bad gas or anything like it. it works good. So we've already stabilized everything up. And people that fill up during uh, uh, the Labor Day weekend, you know, they got advantage. And you know, and there's still people they still fuel their boats. Uh, you know, uh, this year there, but uh, it'll work. Re- it'll work real good for them. It, it does. So, but but as far as our prices, you know, I mean, you know, we're running a, a little over. A, five dollars a gallon on the non-ethanol fuel non-ethanol so, with stabilizer yeah, uh, in it with stabilizer 93 octane with stabilizer yeah. 93 we, that's the good stuff yeah, we, you know uh things start a little bit better on that higher octane and i mean then, then a lot back of in the day don't. 93 was uh regular and uh almost 100 octane was ethyl Remember you had ethyl. regular and ethyl. <laughs> you don't you don't hear ethyl no more. Ethyl died no, a long time. That's old school, man. Ethyl. If you if you say ethyl gasoline, that tells everybody just exactly about how old you are. So yeah, if, buddy. <laughs> but most people anymore don't know what ethyl was. You know, I mean, yeah. Ethyl, well, I remember was. back in high school, man. I had a GTO, which was a gas drinking machine. Oh, I could fill Lord. up and. Fill up in Baytown there on Texas Avenue at 19 cents a gallon for ethyl. And, uh, yes. 
As soon as I got to the seawall there on 61st at Galveston, I'd have to fill up yeah. again, top her off, so we could run around up and down the beach, and then have to fill up again to come home. Oh, like, I know, I know. After I got through with that car, I think I was getting about four miles a gallon with it. Four miles a gallon. <laughs> well, you know what I remember most about? That, you know, when we was just kids, I don't know, we was probably six or seven or years old, somewhere in there, but. Uh, we would go with a friend of mine's mother, you know, and it seemed like she had one of them big old Hudson cars. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember we'd be in the back seat wrestling and playing, you know, and she'd, she'd say, you boys settle down back down. And she said, I got to pull in here and get uh, $5 worth of gasoline. You know, and, and today $5 worth of gas wasn't a whole <laughs> lot. But then I guarantee you. Got to get, get you to the next stoplight. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, $5 now, I mean, then, you know, and I don't know what gas was probably what, I don't know, I, I don't know, 12, 14 cents a gallon, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, you but, know, when I was in high school, it was 19, and, you know, 19, they'd have those yeah. gas wars, sometimes it'd go down to uh-huh. 17, but then uh, yeah. we've come a long way. <laughs> a long way, I know, I know in 1974, I was sitting at a, a Phillips 66 station Mickey, and I had a brand new pickup, and I had a had a new boat hooked on, and I we hadn't used the boat for a, for a, for a year nearly. We'd use it, but not very much because we just had a baby, yeah. just had a baby, and and I was filling up, getting ready to go to the lake, and I said, man, I got to sell that boat and this pickup. I got to do something. I said, gas is about to kill me, you know, and and it was 46 cent a gallon, you know. Yeah. I wished I could have bought forward on it about 50 years, you know. And, yeah, I'm and, telling uh, you, buddy. All right, Harry. Well, hey, I got a roll, man. If somebody wants to call oh, you Mickey. up at Pinwall, give them a number, man. Uh, the number up here at Pinwall is uh, 936-967-4752. And if you need to launch your boat, our ramps are running good up here. Attaboy. Have a good day. Hey, thanks, Harry. Talk to you next week. Yeah. See you, bud. Later. Bye-bye. All right. That's Harry Detan up at Penwa Campground and Marina. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning bright and early right here, 4 a.m., Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 